0: To do
1: the song, hello friends, welcome once again to the Brinkany Podcast. It's the best kind of podcast because it's a kind of podcast, and it's your kind of podcast, and it's our kind of podcast, and it's time for the podcast. So let's start the podcast right now. You hit every one of those words. Yeah, I was mouthing it. You know yeah that. i miss it yeah you know i was like oh what are the
0: lyrics again and <laughs> oh then my I god came through. it's like riding a bike yeah you know what episode three three six welcome everybody i like that number two i thought you would divisible three by six. three so
1: and like the first number plus oh, the second number i see the third
0: number oh that's even better yep okay great and we're off to a great start everybody yes How's everybody doing? Like, what's new in the summertime and all that stuff? How's
1: it going? Did you get your summer bathing suit yet? Are (laughs) you guys wearing it looking cute? I have got to quit buying bathing suits. I have to buy a bathing suit. I haven't bought a single one in probably like a year plus. It is time, lady. I I know. What style are you into? I don't know anymore Mm because I think my body's just changed a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And ones that like used to come up a lot higher on me are now really low cut. I'm like, I don't know what happened, but, but what grew most other parts shrank and I don't know, but <laughs> I think I'm into, I I'm definitely a one piece scale mm-hmm. and I'm into something with a really high cut leg.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. The 80s style. Love that.
1: I'm I did into that. Get a great one on Amazon. Like last year that was $8 and 95 cents. Whoa. And it was a, uh, uh, one piece that's like that.
0: Those ones are often careful, really like,
1: crowd-pleasers. It's like, it's like low back and sometimes the sleeves. Like if I, I can't be like, you know, playing an aggressive game of beach volleyball in this thing.
0: <laughs> Sarah, Maybe regular you're game. always thinking about activities. Yes, I am.
1: Oh, Lord. You know.
0: Well, I can't wait to see you doing some cannonballs. Yeah,
1: and you've got all the cute mismatchy pieces that I yeah, love. I saw I that with like the blue or like green, but then white with green stripes. I was like, oh, I see
0: what you did there. That's so cute. Oh my God.
1: I really do keep thinking,
0: why does Sarah keep seeing me? Like, why do you, you like notice stuff about me? You know what? It's
1: because like, I'm not as distracted with school. Oh yeah, probably. That's a good point. Look at the world. Look at all all these wonderful things about my friends that I just love. I totally know what you mean. You know? Yeah. It's like I came out of, of some weird, you know. Torture chamber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was the same way. And i'm like oh, the world oh opens my up to gosh. you is it always been this sunny outside has the air always smelled this
0: clean yeah. oh my god i have a story oh yeah i, I forgot i was waiting to tell you
2: oh, yeah oh she looks so, so excited about this i am too.
0: well because i know i think you'll think oh, it's I fun yes. so i love cemeteries Yes. Do you like them or
1: not I really? I do. I
0: think there's certain type of people that's yes. like- Yes.
1: I told you my mom used to take us on trips to that. We took a road trip through the Southwest and we stopped at different cemeteries and then picked our favorite like <laughs> tombstone and then we took a rock and then made a rock garden at our house. Oh. So yeah, it was like a family thing.
0: I'm into it. Yeah. I find them to be very peaceful. Yeah. It's that thing where you feel disconnected in a good way. Yeah. like. But connected to the earth and, mm-hmm. and also generations yep. and mortality. Deep understanding
1: of the cycle of life. Yes, mortality.
0: And because I'm into religion, there's often yes. like those mm-hmm. cues on the gravestones, whatever. So I'm in a cemetery and uh, have a look. What? What? Zoom what? in on that baby. Oh,
1: <gasps> wow. Oh, it looks witchy. Look at that. So this
0: uh, tombstone is for a Sarah Rice. Yeah. Daughter, Sarah Rice. And there's a pagan yep. symbol totally above it. So she's like a witchy woman.
1: Wow. Look at all these Rice... Fa- this is the Rice family graveyard you yes. found. Joseph Rice right next door. <laughs> Nancy Rice and Martha <laughs> Rice right behind him. Wow. I mean, that was really weird that to see, though. That looks straight up like what should be on my tombstone if I weren't donating my body to science. Right? Yeah.
0: Wife of Walter... D Stoss, Daughter Sarah, J. I wish it was W. I know. That's the only bad part. Yeah. But I loved of all of them that that was a pagan symbol. That is very unusual for, let's see.
1: Well, it was named after witches. Wow. This
0: person lived a long time, 1892 Uh to 1970, and she was super witchy. Well, that makes sense. It does not freak you out to see her name on a tombstone. No, not at all. You're so edgy. It, it's so
1: <laughs> weird that in a way it feels like like oh yeah, the Sarah Rice that came like I don't know. It feels peaceful in a
0: way. Really? Yeah. Is your name real common? Do you Sarah know a lot Li- of
1: Sarah, is. Sarah Rice's though? Mm, I don't know about rice. I was taken on Google when I tried to get that as my Gmail account way back in the day.
0: That's annoying. So mine yeah. too though. And yeah. my name is very unusual. Yeah. There's not a lot of Meisters roaming around. No. Thank goodness. We're not, we don't come from good genes. Well, we have I like an
1: inferior gene pool, oh, I think. We're all like colonizers who murder people. I know it. So <laughs> oh, yeah. we're going to go back to that. But I thought maybe you'd think it was spook. I, spook. <laughs> I do, but like the best way. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. That's like... So, people who love ASMR are gonna love what you're I doing know. right now. <laughs> Susie's eating a banana. I am so sorry.
0: I was just really hungry. You need
1: it. We
0: got a long day here. What's that thing that people have misophonia or whatever? Misophonia,
1: well, where they know can't that was...
0: handle the sound of people eating.
1: Ah, oh, well, I used to hate the sound of people eating bananas and I used to hate the word banana only I like I didn't like the food because oh my god you're so funny shoving it in your mouth no I'm fine now because I would say it sounds the same way when you say the word as when you chew it which I've definitely what's the on name air. for that
0: I mean I called it yeah, an
1: endable onomatopoeia yeah but you're right that I didn't know if that was the actual
0: <laughs> you feel like a b- banana sounds like a <laughs>
1: yeah uh,
0: nah, 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 Given nah, our nah. history with uh, rotten bananas, right? you
1: would think right. this would have come up already. I, it's so funny you say that because like for a year, maybe more, I didn't eat bananas because I like couldn't. And I just, it like, I don't know. It was like a trigger for me. Yeah. And it was almost like, oh, stupid bananas. And then I just really, what I thought is if I eat this and I'm out in public and somebody sees me eating banana, are they going to make a stupid comment? And I'm like, for I can't sure. handle that. And, uh. So I didn't eat bananas for forever. And then I tried one and I was like, damn, I love bananas. I forgot. Why did I let some stupid person ruin a v- fruit for me? I can't have that. <laughs> he ruined and fruit. And so now I like... But I do all love all those like t-shirts that have like little bananas on them and stuff. And I can't buy them because... No. I just... Although you, you know, can, Sarah. I mean, I could, but it's... I'm fine, but it's that one person who's going to make the comment. I'm yeah. like, oh God, I just don't need that.
0: Yeah. Did you... I mean, this... Really should be for another for our Patreon where we keep our challenge content. But did you read the headline about how Heat Johnny Bananas ran up on stage like Kanye? Yep. And I was, I'm sure you got tagged in it. I Uh, sure did. And um, I just thought, okay, we've crossed. People tagged me saying
1: like, oh, he's used to stealing prizes from people.
0: Yeah, because it was an awards show. They ended up editing it out.
1: I'm glad they did.
0: Some someone else. What was it? Love and hip hop won uh-huh. best reality yeah. show or something, and he, and he ran up like Kanye did mm-hmm. with Taylor Swift, except he's just a loser, right. and he's now bought into
1: mm-hmm. the whole right. But like, if he's going to do it, he's going to do it, and it's more really like I one just those, thought,
0: how can you have that kind of confidence? I, 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 I can't. would never, I would
1: neither feel comfortable doing that. Like you, you have to kind of look at it and say, okay, so this, I'm going to get a lot of negative feedback or a lot of negative whatever from this and kind of like this any press is good press so there's no such thing as bad press sure kind of
0: like even if you came to that conclusion like this will be worth it yeah. for the click or he's whatever done that okay but i even if i came to that conclusion i would still not have the courage right. i couldn't either or whatever you want to call that right to hijack someone else's moment and i but if thought- you
1: hijacked a bunch of little moments over and over and you somehow got positive feedback like yeah. rewarded for that which yes. is what he's done yeah then you go well this is a good idea because i did that once and this was the result and he's got to keep doing something to make himself stand out like it's really just a, like a kid who's not getting attention and they they use Negative attention as, like, they'll take anything, even if it's negative attention. Yeah. And I think that he hasn't been re- receiving the attention that he feels like he deserves or is entitled to or something. So now he's got to, like, act out like the kid in class well, and you is know raising how, like, his hand and most When people
0: up. do drugs, they're always chasing that first high. Yes. That's what this feels like. I totally agree to keep with that. Raising, the ante. yeah.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: Suze. And it's been so effective for so long, but this one seemed to yeah. backfire.
1: And eventually there's, like, a tipping point where people, more people are going, okay, that is annoying and you shouldn't have done that, Then are going, wow, oh, he's so cool. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think he's reached that, unfortunately for him, reached that tipping point where now people are like, oh, sh- sit down and shut up. Well, nobody cares about what you have to say anymore, well, especially and when you MTV. go interrupt love and hip-hop and it felt like this seems like what's going on in the world right now. The white Like entitled guy. white guy runs up and says, oh, well, we should have received, like, sit down. It's not your turn.
0: Yeah. It's trashy.
1: They picked somebody else this time. You're going to have to deal with it. Right. Um,
0: yeah. I sh- yeah. It just came to my mind. So I thought it, because yeah. we hadn't talked about it. No, we haven't. We try not to. You know. Um, all right. Well, let's move on then. Let's. What should we talk about? Mm. I feel like there was some stuff I wanted to share. I know one thing I want to share. This is so fun. Yeah. Oh, tell me. I'm genuinely really into yeah. this. So <laughs> I love all these new companies that come out that are trying to solve problems, you know. Love that. But that you never thought of, but you know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. So have you ever rented a self-storage
1: mm-hmm.
0: unit? Me yes, too. It I is have. the worst. It is the worst. You have to get gather all your crap, take it down to the self-storage place it's usually gross. Yes. And there's all kinds of opportunity for stuff like infestations and yeah, weird stuff. Yeah. And then anytime you need anything in there... Forget it. Right. So like if I were thinking, how could I solve this? I'd be like, I got nothing. Yeah. Well, someone came up with a great idea. What? They come to... Clutter is yeah. called... Clutter comes name. to your house and they take everything that you want to store and then they take a picture of each item. Yeah. They put it into storage Anytime you want an item, oh,
1: get out! You just
0: click on the picture of it and they bring it to you. This is like a coat
1: locker, like a valet for all of your stuff,
0: and it's all included. And it's get out! Yeah, and it's the same cost that you would pay for the crappy thing. Stop!
1: Yeah, I'm getting this. I'm so excited about it because (laughs) I have things like I can name it, it's my surfboard, my snowboard my bikes that i'm not using that often but take up a ridiculous amount of space but if i had that on call with all that and we're like hey can you bring me my surfboard right and oh, i'd be so happy like
0: they can let's say you're going on a snowboarding trip yes. and you're at work and you need your snowboard to go and you're going to the airport they'll bring it to your work get out and then you can just leave and go there like they'll take it this wherever is totally you a are valet service for it's yourself. so awesome this is great and I since I have used self storage, I'm like, oh, this will solve the problem for a lot of people. Cause they the places where they rent are far outside of the city. Yeah. So they get cheaper oh, good. off uh, what do you call that? Like you know, they pay yeah. less overhead, yeah. so then they have included the service for free. They bring you this stuff. And I just think it's a time saver, it's a money saver. Mm. And peace of mind. Yeah, it's so great. And you don't have to worry about the gross weirdness. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a clutter has a great sign up bo- bonus for our listeners. You get fifty dollars off your first month when you sign up at clutter.com slash brain candy. That's on top of clutter's no hassle moving online inventory management, free pickup and delivery, and price match guarantee. See why clutter is better and get fifty dollars off your first month at clutter.com slash brain candy. That's clutter.com slash brain candy and enter promo code brain candy at checkout. Sweet. Yeah, I thought that was fun. So there you go. I'm just helping you guys.
1: Yeah, just doing the Lord's work over here. Oh, I have something. This I like looking through my notes of like things I wrote down to talk to Susie about. Sometimes these are, you know, uh, good stories, and sometimes it's just things like what pisses me off today. Oh, I love those. And so I was like, oh, what should our segment be? Here's what annoys me most today. Is like <laughs> what I'm going to call this. Okay this one i am done people the pedestrian hand up when i'm in the parking lot structure and like i'm coming around a turn and like somebody's walking across the crosswalk i'm not gonna hit you i see you but the passive aggressive hand up where it's like like uh, careful no like what do you first of all what is your hand going to do? If I this were a serious thing, yeah. nothing. Yeah. I and I I see you. We're actually making eye contact. There's no way I'm going to run you down. What's with the hand? Is do it you, just anxious people?
0: Does this happen to you a lot?
1: Well, I know what you're where you're going with of like maybe I am <laughs> no, getting I'm too close to people. It's it happened <laughs> probably like four times in the last maybe 6 months. Maybe more than that, but like or maybe in a short amount of time, but after and about four times. And who is doing it, man? Yes. Yeah. Almost, unless it's one of those, she's definitely calling the manager white ladies. Oh yeah. They do it. Uh-huh. And sometimes I think it's, they do it when they like see that I have tattoos, I feel like. You know? I'm sure. I think it's that. Like, oh, <gasps> or if I'm listening to like <sighs> loud music or whatever, and they're like, <gasps> Float
0: like, you You're know. one of those
1: people that's become like a problem in the neighborhood. Oh, my God. I mean, like at least at the South Coast Plaza because that's usually <laughs> where I am when they do this. Sarah's so just like,
0: barreling down. Yeah. And
1: I'm like, come on. Like a guy did that to me yesterday and I'm like, what do you actually think is good? I wanted to stop it. I'm like, what do you think was going to happen here, sir? You need to next time. Next time I will. Because they just are trying to shame you. Yeah.
0: And to make sure you know they're judging you. Yeah. That's what that hand right. is doing. It's not anything other than that. Yeah.
1: It's really gross. And if we were in New York, Mm. they would never do This would not be a problem because pedestrians, it's like a different, in California, like they always have the right of way and it's basically like you can like jump out in front of a car and like. And it's
0: their fault. Yeah. It might be worse in Orange County too. I think it
1: is. Yeah. What is that
0: about? Like they really want it to be orderly. Yeah. And they don't like anybody that might disrupt that. And you have tattoos. (sighs) So you might disrupt disrupt that. I bet in their mind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they kind of give me this look like, you don't belong at this mall. Wow. Yeah.
0: Sarah's being discriminated totally. against.
1: Totally. In the parking
0: lot. I bet that doesn't happen to you a lot though
1: because- Discriminated against? Yeah. Most people know you. Well, I mean, it depends on where I go. Right. You know?
0: They don't like you in the yeah. suburbs.
1: Yeah. Like, remember I was telling you about the woman who I had like a brief conversation with about, you know, oh, you work in Santa Ana? I work there too. And she's like, oh, at a restaurant? And she like- at a Sarah, we have not told the haven't. audience that. Yeah. Tell that story. It is unbelievable. Well, first, I want to say, I, there is, I have, as somebody who, well, I've worked in like a couple restaurants here and there, but there is nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not.
0: I loved working in a
1: restaurant. So I, we're camping. When we were camping, we're at this, uh, uh, campsite that's kind of on the corner of where like two main paths are a lot of foot traffic so this like husband and wife and their little like two-year-old baby are like walking by and you know they start chatting with us and the dog baby's playing with the dog and uh you know land's like oh where do you guys live they're like oh we're living like near santa anna and I go, oh, I work in Santa Ana. And the woman looks at me and she's like the kind of woman who's like way too cute dressed for camping and yeah, it's like wearing right. a hat, like one of those felt she's hats. like an influencer. Like, yeah, totally. Like there's definitely a lot of pictures happening, like uh, 500 pictures and only one's getting posted is that, and, which is again, <laughs> Wait, nothing wrong this,
0: with that. Was this me?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> was I there? <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, you know, she were, and I'm like busy, like making the fire or something and like not really, I just like didn't want to be chit-chatting with people yeah that's the worst and uh and i was like oh cnn i work i work near there i work there and she goes oh like at a restaurant i can't says it in this way of like super judgy like oh like you work at a restaurant as if (sighs) just like really what she was saying is oh because you're like a bartender right i just and i want to be like but no i ran a mental health program for even but guessing anyone's profession right. is a weird thing it is a weird thing it felt weird and i was like oh now i have a problem with her i cannot believe I was like, oh where do you work the gap do like, you think oh,
0: she gonna... knew that it slipped yeah, no, 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 no. out in like foot and mouth type of thing or do you think she's oblivious No, i think she's
1: oblivious and Who i was is like, an mm, occupation no, i don't that's not what i do but like the fact that and it wouldn't matter if i did right then, Well, even if you did it would be weird for you her to guess yes that. it would. It would be weird. Because it's like, what are you
0: basing that on?
1: on what I look like, is it? And that's what I felt in that moment. I was like, wow. She came up with her idea, like a whole assumption, like made a whole story about me. Without me saying one word to her, the only thing I said was, oh, I work in Santa Ana too. That is bizarre. And it was like, oh. And then I want to be like, here's my card.
0: Do you think her intention though... Was just honest? like No, she it just kind of felt
1: like she was dig. about to tell me, like, like it felt like a dig. And it felt like she needed to do something to separate her, like, that kind of, how she is versus how I am. Of when like, you said, like no, I do and this and I didn't, other thing. I don't thing. even think I said that. Oh, I was you did like No, and then I, I, in my mind, I was like, "This isn't worth. What am I? This isn't worth it." I just said, like, "I think I just said no." And then our kid picked up a rock and threw it at Sigmund. Oh my god! I was like, "Not okay," you know. And I was like, "Whoa," you know. And so they had to like handle the kid because his kid's like, and I'm like, "Be less judgy about me and whatever the heck you think I do, and more judgy about your kid who's trying to like throw rocks at my dog."
0: Oh, my God. So I was
1: just like, ugh, lady.
0: Sometimes I do stuff on purpose, like if I sense that type oh, of vibe, yeah. and they're I like, would've. so anyway, what do, you, what do you do? I'm like, I always just say,
1: I'm, I'm a slacker. <laughs> I'm to do that next time. Like, what do you care? I'm mean, just, I'm like a slacker, or like, you know.
0: Yeah, I just sit just around. Just like stick my feet up and eat or bonds, I know. go the other way, and I'm like, I'm a hustler, baby. And I don't even tell them what I do because right. why?
1: Yeah, why? It's With really just an opportunity like to be judged. Yes, yes. Yeah. I knew it. I knew exactly. And then as soon as she walked away, I looked at Landon. I was like, oh, in a restaurant? Like that. <laughs> he was like, what? And I'm like, oh, come on. You don't know what that? I'll tell you in, what, in women terms what that was right there.
0: Oh, my God. We translate
1: that to you too.
0: Didn't he think like, what if someone said that to him? Oh, do you work in a restaurant? He would be like, what?
1: Yeah oh my god maybe, yeah maybe it's one of those things where like there's so much confidence and you're like you're like no i wouldn't care but when you know because i don't know i think everyone would care it's kind of like when you're really fit and somebody accuses you of being fat you're like well, okay that's wait that's up. a thing no i'm just saying like because landon like if it were reversed or you know somebody were like oh you were he's like well no i don't and he, He's solid enough and confident enough in his role and his job and everything to like not be offended by that comment. Yeah. But maybe this like place of weird like transition that I am in my work, or you know, feeling like the the uh, the financial like the payout and all that stuff of the many hours of work I've put in hasn't really evened out yet. So yeah. I feel like I got a lot to prove. Of like, no, I don't do that. I just. Got a friggin' master's degree and worked so hard to get that so yeah. that I, you know, maybe don't have to work at a restaurant. Like. Yeah,
0: I know that feeling. <sighs> so. I have another fun thing to tell you about. Tell me. So, you know how we have the cameras, you know, like where you're yes. running around naked mm-hmm. in my house? I'm familiar. The, those are Ring cameras. They have them, you know, out by the door yeah. and all that stuff. Well, now Ring has um, an app. Oh, cool. It allows you to connect with um, other people in your area. Oh, I've heard
1: about this. And it creates a, what do they call it? A ring, like safety. It's like a net. like yeah. a, a ring. A ring. Yeah. A ring. Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> a ring ring. And
0: you receive like real-time crime and yes. safety alerts from your neighbors. This is great. It's like the new neighborhood watch. I was watch. just,
1: you stole the words right out of my mouth. Remember yeah. those signs with like the, the burglary looking guy on it that said yeah. like neighborhood watch Yes. Yeah.
0: And it's free. And so you oh, can great. just download the um, Ring app on your phone and then have some good times because, I mean, it's serious biz. Like, you want to yeah. see what's cooking in your neighborhood. But it's also kind of funny because, you know, that stuff that some people catch on their
1: devices is hilarious. I, I was thinking the other day, I left my garage open and then I just, you know, took off and I didn't close it. And then I was like, oh, I left my garage open. And then I thought, mm, I'm fine. Here's why. I got cam- the ring cameras everywhere. I go. I yeah. know a couple neighbors do. True. Anybody who is like, say, somebody did come by a UPS guy or whatever comes by and is like, "Oh, the nobody's going to do anything now because everything they've got, they can just look at the cameras." Yeah. So and the that- whole neighborhood's safe. Well, even when we hosted the event here,
0: yeah. I was like, "Well, I'm pretty comfortable yeah. because a we have all the suspects, <laughs> right? <laughs> and b we have cameras yes. that can tell me if people are taking my crap." Um, yeah, it's but great. this app is so great because it makes it easier for neighbors to work together, keep the community safe. There's millions of people using it already. It's like the new neighborhood watch, like I said, powered by real people. So if you want to help make sure you and your neighborhood are safe, download the free Neighbors app today. Go to ring.com slash candy to download from iOS or Android app stores. That's ring.com slash candy. Um, make your neighborhood safer today with the Ring Neighbors app Oh, it's the Neighbors app. I want to make sure you guys know. With the Neighbors app by Ring. The
1: neighbors. Yeah, Neighbors app. You know, now that you mention that, I think my aunt texted me that a bit ago. Because she did it in her neighborhood. That's and she's fun. like, here's this app you should get.
0: Yeah, That's do it. That's probably it. And that won't keep tabs on everybody. Yeah.
1: I love that stuff. Yeah, she had to get it because uh, somebody took down her fence. Like, not took down, but like she came outside one day. And her entire fence that lined her house was like t- like somebody had hit it and not told her, not done anything. So she was like, "What the heck happened here?" And she goes to her neighbors who have that security system. She's like, "Did you by any chance get anything on camera?" And they did. And it was the mailman who mm. took the turn too sharp or whatever with the mail truck. We would put our arm out. I would have stuck him. my arm out at him <laughs> for sure. Took out the fence and then kept and then just went about his business. Didn't say anything. What did she do? Isn't this crazy? So she takes the, she has the video. She goes to the police and she's like. Okay, so this happened. My fence got taken out. They say, oh, this is a problem for the post office. Like, you have to talk to the post office about it. Why? That they're not, because there's not enough. Then they also said, oh, you need to talk to your insurance. That they, like, it's not a criminal thing. Why? That even though it was like a straight what up hit and run. What are talking that's about? That's what I said. The cops were like, mm, we can't really help you with this. Talk to the post office or whatever. She got, like, sent around, 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 what around, What if it around. were just
0: a citizen, not a worker? You know, like, yeah, good
1: point. I don't know. But they, the police basically were like, you should talk to the post office, and the post office like, you should talk to your insurance. And eventually she was like, oh, for Christ's sake, I just got to give up. And somebody else had vandalized her fence previously, and so she had already gone through insurance for it. And she's like, well, I don't want to. And she ended up just, I think, paying out of pocket for it because- Did she ever confront the mailman? Oh, that's a good question. I'll follow up and see if she did. I
0: am so mad. Right. I should say I was postal so mad worker. Too. We don't know if it was I, a It man. was a man.
1: I was so mad. I was like, I am pissed for you because it just felt like she was totally taken advantage of and, you know, given the run around. That is
0: terrible. Yeah. So she
1: got herself one of those, and then she sent me that link afterwards, and it's got to be the same thing.
0: Holy smokes! She was like, yeah. Never yeah. again. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good to know. Yep. Form the neighbors of the mailman who has terrible driving record. Who wouldn't leave a note? Right. That's the part that's annoying. It's really- I
0: told Adam, I'm, I want to have, like, my motto is just, who would do that? Who would do that? I say it 50 times a no day. No joke. I don't know why. It must be me.
1: No, it's not. Because, just
0: it's, like, I think about that lady that said, do you work at that yeah, restaurant? Who would do Who does that? Right. I don't know. I don't get people mm. at all. I read a tweet yeah. where someone was like humans were never meant to live this close together (laughs) like there's too many of us now i'm starting
1: to wonder if that's true my brother was saying that when i told him that you know we went we were on our camping trip and like oh we didn't make it all 18 days we ended up coming home he's like well how long were you gone 10 days he's like just you two i'm like yeah he's like humans are not supposed to be together for that long yeah it's like you need a break it's too long yeah you need at least one day where you can like go off and do your own thing yeah it's
0: too much close quarters Mm -hmm. too well, that's why the real world and road rules are so screwy yep. and big brother and all those.
1: Yeah. It's not natural. No, it's not. And obviously it brings out the worst in people, yeah. which is why it's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. But. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'll be offering up my therapeutic services when this episode airs. I think I will have my license number, my associate number. So much paperwork. You will be able to find me. Uh, at psychologytoday.com under Sarah Patterson in my profile did you put like your like specialty be? was reality tv stuff uh well i'm still putting together the bio but oh, it will okay. be up and yeah it will say that on there that i work with that population but it'll say a bunch of other things too like marriage and children and
0: yeah you know yeah she's not a one trick pony and you guys depression and- somebody actually sent let me see if i have it
1: yes Let's see. You know, tell your friends if you're in the SoCal area and you need a therapist. Yeah. You can come see me. Right. That's exciting. Yes.
0: Watch for Sarah,
1: psychologytoday.com. Yes.
0: Um, Maureen had sent a video about reality TV. Mm. It was about someone who had been on X on the Beach. Oh, yes. Is this
1: the one that was canceled? The show? Did you hear? No. Oh, the next season of X on the Beach? They already shot it? Yeah. Or something happened where. They are pulling it because one of the cast members commits suicide. After? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, somebody sent me that link. Maybe
0: that was an old story. Maybe. What's this one? Because I did read about a suicide. Um, This was just about a girl who went on it and said that she felt pressure to have sex on camera. yeah.
1: And Mm.
0: she was just saying, you know, how difficult... It was, and how, it's not right. It's not, and that she had done other shows, and she hadn't had that experience, but on this particular one, mm. and she was just like, "What is this? A porn set? It's like a
1: culture and amongst the production, the crew too?
0: Yeah, it does depend on who mm-hmm. is producing it, but like, you can understand why they do it because yeah. it's their livelihood, and they need to get the shot. Mm-hmm. But when you're that person, I mean. Mm, During the Democratic debates, Trump tweeted out, boring. (sighs) And I thought it it triggered to me the way that, Uh you know, boring now now is like the ultimate insult.
1: Yes. And that
0: reality TV has taught (sighs) us that the virtue is to be entertaining. Even if it's like you're a terrible person, that that's the value. Yep. And I remember on my season, this was 20 years ago. And even then, they took us aside and said, "You're boring. Wow! And you need to this is deep. Take advantage of this opportunity, which is code for can you misbehave and do crazy
1: stuff? Put money in our pockets. And that was the
0: day that I ended up stealing the bowling shoes. Oh my god! Because that was I felt like okay, I got to do something. And
1: Susie was like, "What's the craziest thing I could do? I know." Taking some bowling shoes.
0: It was a simpler time, and I frankly regret nothing. Those things are great, and you've gotten a lot of use out of those. But I shouldn't have had to feel that way. Right?
1: Feel pressured into making a decision or acting against what is your default, like moral code. Yes. And that is what I think is dangerous. That I want to be able to talk about with people, and at least have me on call if there were something really bad to happen and it could really prevent a lot of things. We could look for body language. We could look for a whole bunch of stuff that would prevent a lot of bad things from happening, I think.
0: Who opened that road. door, by the way? Well, I, Did Adam do that? I don't know. So that thing you're hearing, if you can hear it, is like a plane yeah, or a locomotive? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I think that you will be a huge help. And hopefully... I guess a show could even hire you, right? To Yeah, like that's sort what of I'm consult. hoping they do. Yeah,
1: to be like consultant just, just to, even if it were something like, hey, we're having some weird feelings about this right here. Like these are, the, the crew is often like 28 years old with absolutely no other experience other than holding a camera or, you know, doing their job and they're working in production. So to be able to understand complex, you know, human emotion and interaction that could lead to potentially Dangerous or even life-threatening situations mm-hmm. is something that they're not trained to do. Yeah, and look for the same way that they have stunt coordinators there, who go, you know what, this is more dangerous than we could just handle. Yeah, it's like, not we'll, safe, right? Yeah. we'll design the thing, and then we'll leave it to up to the stunt coordinators to make sure everybody's safe.
2: Yeah. They've
1: designed now the experiment, and they need somebody else to come in and say, okay, well, I need somebody to look out for their mental safety here. With given what we've designed for them, the same way they do with the stunts. Damn, that was good. I should write that down. Good thing we're recording this. I'll remember (laughs) it for my notes later when I write my bio. Yeah, you're so
0: right. It's a shame that
1: that's the way it is. But yeah, yeah. and then they can say, "Hey, yeah, no liability. We're good because look what we did." And then I'll, you know, then it's that's the other thing. Not on them. Whenever
0: outlets inquire with production companies, like, "Hey, what's your policy?" They'll be like, you know, we we monitor everybody... W- no, they don't. W- you know, when they get cast. Yeah. And then, like, afterwards, we check on... They do, like, one phone call. Right. and they don't. And they're like, so you all right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah. yeah, but people who are
1: not in the mental health field. Yeah. And then the people who are, are doing... The, the only thing they're screening for is, like, severe mental illness or stuff that would...
0: But I've right? had cast members say that they've reached out oh, yeah. to say, I need therapy. And they're always like, um... Mm-hmm. I did that. And they're like, "Mm, well, we don't really do that. Well, I need that. One thing we definitely do is wear our Rothy's.
1: Uh, Everywhere.
0: Everywhere. You guys know you see them in my Instagram constantly. Same, And the reason is because they're so comfortable and they look great and they're made out of recycled plastic. Rossi so shoes, great. you guys. I don't understand what you're waiting for. These are perfect for work. They're great for running around because you feel great and you look cute in them. They're everyday flats for life on the go. They're stylish and versatile. They go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. They come in a wide range of colors and patterns um, and four different silhouettes, including the ones I wear, which are the sneakers. And like I said, they're made of recycled water bottles which is amazing that they can even do that. Yeah. It'll blow your mind. Um, did you see the leopard print ones? Yeah, I oh, did. Oh, they're so cute. They I love really that cute. they came out
1: with a whole bunch of those.
0: Check Aww. out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com/braincandy. Go to rothys.com, r o t h y s.com/braincandy to get your new favorite flats. Comfort style and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com/braincandy today. Yeah, Megan Markle has them.
1: Yeah, and, and Sarah and Susie have them, so what else do you need? Yeah, geez. jeez.
0: Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. What else do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, everything? I, I'm interested to know your opinion about oh, this I because I feel like we might disagree. Okay, bring it on. What is your thought about the... We've talked about it before, but the explosion
1: of emotional support animals. Mm. Well... At first, I was like, mm, it seems like everybody, for every reason, is getting one, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But then after reading our book, a book for this month, the our symphony with animals, mm-hmm. and they go through, the author, she's so great, and she tells all these stories, and then she also talks about studies that were done on on just how... Beneficial it is to have an animal there and what you see with people who've survived trauma or gone through like there was something about uh, elderly individuals who had survived Katrina and how like their lifespan and people who had uh, there were 72% of people who did not have an animal a, a companion animal survived or like didn't have health related issues afterwards uh and 92 percent or 96 percent who did didn't have any problems so it was a swing of like 25 percent better uh uh, outcomes if you had a companion animal Mm -hmm. and how important that is for people and how there was stories about um you know people who worked in uh like hospitals for the criminally insane. And there was a story about a an inmate who had a cockroach that became his pet. And that this uh, psychiatrist saw the connection between this person and a cockroach and was like there is humanity in there. And we need to get animals in here. And we need to like it's important. So now that I see that and understand that and feel it myself, I'm like yeah, they're real important. Hmm. And it reduces the the need for like with PTSD and uh, you know, it's a lot of anxiety disorders. It reduces the need for medication, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah, and if a kitty cat on your lap c- helps you better than some medication that is after a lifetime of use going to leave you with you know some long term lasting effects or negatively impact your health. Heck, what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. So there's my long winded answer for yeah. Yep, I'm for it.
0: I don't disagree with anything you've said, and. I definitely see the Mm -hmm. advantages of animals in people's lives. Mm -hmm. I do take issue, though, with the inclusion of them in public spaces, Mm -hmm. like airplanes, etc., unless it's a service dog. Yeah. For me, there's a difference between a service dog and an emotional support animal. Yes. And that there should be a tier sort of system because it's... um, it's disruptive
1: to right. other people. You can get an emotional. You can get any animal that you have s- registered as an emotional support animal with the uh, with a, a note or a letter from a doctor who's currently seeing you. But when you get it registered, there's nothing that indicates whether this animal has been through any training to receive that, and that's where the trouble is where it's like don't you think it should uh, yeah i think there should be like you said tears yeah of it's like this 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 animal right here is necessary because this woman has seizures and it will alert the person that there's about they're about to have yeah. a seizure and let everybody else know and those things are really important if totally. you're traveling with you know yeah. on a plane and you're about to have a seizure but
0: it's like this is my emotional support animal no you just bought a vest
1: yeah like, yes. that
0: isn't what it is. Yeah,
1: because you can go online and you can register them for free, but it doesn't give you the certification letter. But if you want the letter, it's a, like, most places are, like, 100 to to $150, and you have a phone or, like, a Skype interview with some doctor somewhere who's like, oh, yeah, sounds good, but doesn't do anything to say, okay, well, how is your dog trained? What is the...
0: Well, why the know, hell aren't they doing that?
1: I don't know. I think it's... It's maybe too hard to enforce or, or something. I don't know what it is with the cert. With, you don't to seem bothered by it
0: like I am, Like no. a
1: service dog. I yeah.
0: hate when people do stuff like that.
1: Well, it, I don't like when people take advantage of a system that's absolutely designed to help people who really, yeah. really need it. And that kind of thing. Well, i like, mm, it does. I don't like that. Like, my mom was fine to fly on the airplane. She was a freaking tour guide. Sorry, Mom, I'm going to call you up she's a freaking tour guide around the world through her twenties and early thirties. And n- like now you can't fly without your emotional support You're you, No, you just love your dog and you want your dog to come on the plane without having to. Well, and okay. So run. there's
0: two problems. First of all, it does negatively affect folks that are, have disabilities or, you know, differences. Mm-hmm. And so that bothers me because mm-hmm. then people think, well, you don't need that either. Meanwhile, they really well, do. Yes, they do. And then, uh, um, the second problem is the ways that the airlines treat pets that go um, in the stowaway. Yeah. I wouldn't want my dog no, down forget there either. It. No, yeah. So I get why yes, people that's do true. it. They like die. Yeah, it's and really they. It's sad. It's not a good situation. No. So there's well, also God. that problem where we need to have yeah. better options Traveling for travel with
1: pets. with pets. Is travel one of those things where, like, We should update it, but we haven't, and we're just like okay. It sure seems that way, being like it being. Yeah,
0: it makes me mad. Yeah, what's up with that? Well, it's a private industry, and And so they don't give a shit. They're just trying to make money, right? That's
1: so sad.
0: Don't get me started about travel. We all know how that went.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right.
0: Um. Yeah, I'm not into that. But I have never seen like crazy animals on a plane or anything, but you read about it. Yeah. The peacocks. No, but that.
1: that was a whole bit. I I'll tell afterwards. you what,
0: if I sat next to like a doodle or one of those labs that are so cute, yeah. I'd be happy. Beats, so happy. Beats
1: every other human I've ever sat by yeah. on an airplane. I, st- I got to sit next to a cat on <laughs> the last flight I was no. on. And In the seat or was, just well, on the no, ground? No, the cat was on the ground. <laughs> okay, okay. And the, st- like you wouldn't have even known the cat was there. Yeah, it stayed yeah, stayed with the yeah. thing the whole time and was so nice And I was like, I feel better. I told the guy that. I was like, I feel better knowing that your cat is right next to me and I feel emotionally supported. When we flew
0: back from Pittsburgh, um, we didn't all get to sit together. So I'm sitting by Lincoln. Mm -hmm. He's at the window, I'm in the middle. And Mm -hmm. on my left was this, she must have been nine. Mm. Um, And then her family was across the aisle in those seats.
1: And they did the smart thing, separate the children
0: (laughs) far away. You stay over there. I was just like, I, I, by the end of the flight, I thought I was on candy camera because of how often she elbowed me.
1: Oh no. Like
0: full on elbow. And then, you know, when the plane lands and everyone stands up. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh no.
0: She like beelined and I'm like, thank God. And she like got out of my way, but then she must've realized. And by the time, so I had moved over to like, start mm-hmm. my exit mm-hmm. and she came back and sat on my lap no she didn't and i was like wait what are we what? doing here that's not okay what, right? this child has boundary issues i think yeah she just is oblivious it wasn't like mean or anything she just is totally unaware of other people and i was like mm. what what are we doing here this and she was like sounds sorry like
1: a, a child is not going to flush the toilet after they go to the bathroom i too. thought of you yeah yeah i was like wow conscientiousness she, it's either super high in some kids I've seen or non-existent yeah. in other ones. And I'm like, what happened to people yeah. where it's either, it's two very different children.
0: Yes. And I was just like, you're hot, hot garbage. And no wonder your family didn't want to sit with you. What if I had said okay. that?
1: But just talking to them awesome. just like they're an adult. Just like that. You know how you do that. <laughs> This is why your family didn't want to sit with you.
0: Whether you're an adult or a child, I know you want to sleep in nice sheets. Guaranteed.
1: You know what I mean? You yeah. just want to be cozy and comfy And I head. checked the tag of yours so when nice I stayed at your house, <laughs> and I was like, sure enough. They are Brooklyn Brooklyn-en.
0: for sure.
1: I love Brooklyn in sheets. They're
0: the best. You make your home beautiful. It's like a form of self-care.
1: And I washed them when I was done. I didn't have to worry about them getting faded or me worrying about, like, oh, what's going to happen? I was like, ah, they're good. They'll get (laughs) softer. Put them in.
0: (laughs) They are luxury. They have linen ones now, which I want to see how those are. Um, But they are, those are great for summer, too, if you're in the market. Yeah. Um, So they're luxury sheets, but without the luxury markups. And they are the first direct-to-consumer bedding company, so they work directly with manufacturers and then go to the customer. There's no middleman. It's a beautiful service. It's in their name, so you know it's good. Brook Linen's newest linen collection is amazing. I couldn't recommend their products more for graduates, newlyweds, friends, or family or for treating yourself to the bedroom upgrade you deserve, Brooklyn.com is giving an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get 10% off and free shipping when you use promo code BRAIN at Brooklyn.com. Brooklyn is so confident in their products that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Ooh. The only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use promo code BRAIN at Brooklyn.com. That's dot N.com. Promo code BRAIN. Brooklyn, and these
1: are the best sheets ever. <laughs> Uh, so, you want to hear uh, some new research that you probably already knew, but it'll still just make you mad? <laughs> we love any stories like that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this was a study that was recently published in the Journal of Sex Roles. There's journals for everything, I guess. And, <laughs> oh, it's like a depressing sl- conclusion, but, I mean, we already know it, but it's like when you actually see the study, it's like, oh, great. It confirms what? what you already know. So, they wanted to see how. People judge males versus females if they were holding a drink in their hands. Uh, like a picture of a oh. male holding a drink, picture of a female oh. holding a drink at a bar. Okay. And the re- results showed that a woman holding an alcoholic drink is perceived to be more sexually available and less human. Oh than, my God. Than a woman who is not. How did you rate humanity? that also it doesn't have the same effect with a man holding a drink. We, de- we dehumanize the female, but we do not dehumanize the male holding a drink. So what they would do is they, there were about 400 people, uh, 200, almost 50-50 men and women. They were asked to describe how drunk and how human they thought a person looked in the photo with words like tipsy or mechanical or like, you know, plastic or something like words that were that would kind of uh, uh, cold like a robot, lack of restraint like an animal. They gave them all these options. Oh, my God. And uh, so then they would use, so they did, this, they did this study a few different times to look at, like, different results, like what would affect it. So sometimes it was just the picture, and then sometimes it would be the picture with a caption underneath where the caption would say something like, four drinks in, ha keep it coming, hooray for the weekend. And when those, when people rated the women way harsher when she was holding an alcoholic drink and implied she was less human. And anytime time they were even more aggressive when there was any comment underneath or any caption that almost well, like doubled I am screwed down then. on that.
0: I mean, I really, it must be sending out the wrong message on my Instagram then.
1: I mean, that just said, it says that it ha- it's how we internalize sexism and, and, oh, this is the worst part. The women were the harshest. To other women. Oh yes!
0: I hate you, hookers. Yep.
1: While we predicted that women drinking alcohol would be dehumanized more than women drinking water or men drinking alcohol, it was still surprising to see it emerge. This was especially shocking because just holding a beer bottle increased perceptions of intoxication and perceptions of sexual availability for women, but not for men. Moreover, it didn't matter who the perceiver was—male and female perceivers dehumanized women drinking alcohol similarly.
0: Man, that sucks. Yep. So. Oh my god! And so, men—does it make them more human, or just stays the same? Stays the
1: same. But what if you think about like what the implications are that a night out for a female? Like when I was thinking about a bunch of stuff, like why we have to call it "oh, mom's night out," "girls' night out," or whatever, because it almost gives us a pass of like if you saw that same picture, but underneath it said "mom's finally getting out for the first time in three months," we'd be like, "Okay, well, I guess that's yeah. all right. I'll allow it," but. So we, I, I was thinking, do we even do those You're things right. to soften it, soften it, yeah. and get rid of the shame that is there and the feeling of judgment? Even if all we're doing is well, sitting there holding a fear.
0: and I feel that too. Like I am friends weirdly with a lot of sober people. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but I they comment on my pictures and act like I'm a big drinker, mm-hmm. and. I hate that feeling. And you're so
1: not, which is the funny thing.
0: And especially when you grew up the way I did, like and your behavior is so yeah. monitored and monitored and policed, mm-hmm. then now that's why I choose to be more open about my yeah. behavior and yeah. stuff because I do not like that. Mm-hmm. And it it does tend to be projecting.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: You know, like whatever if they had a problem yeah. then they are more inclined to think you yes. have one.
1: Yeah.
0: But man, I hate it. Yep. And the patriarchy thing is a real problem. When my mom stayed here, you know, we have the cross stitch or whatever up there, mm-hmm, embroidery mm-hmm. that says smashing the patriarchy. Yes, yes. And she was like, What's that about? What it what's patriarchy? Is that like you hate all men? Oh my God. And um I was like, No, I said patriarchy is a system and women participate in it all the time, mm-hmm. especially white women. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I think a lot of people don't get. Mm-hmm. And like you're describing that the harshest people in mm-hmm. those pictures were in fact, women, mm-hmm. um, that patriarchy is a thing that is designed to yes, put men on a pedestal and give them more advantages, but the participants in that right. system
1: Are of all kinds of people, and by nature, it almost turns women against each other. Mm -hmm. And the only way for them to rise is to turn on, you know, other women. Because it's like, (sighs) oh, that's your ticket at like up the, you know. I'm not so the opposite of how it is for men. Because it's like, oh, mentorship and oh, my buddy, this and now you, you know, it's not like that with women. Yeah, and we need to. I can't wait for the day we'll all know that there's progress by how twelve year old. To 15 year old girls, treat each other.
0: I mean, so I am encouraged by the how we've talked about this before like, when a girl posts a picture on Instagram or a woman, there does tend to be a lot of women and girls who come in and say, like, yes, queen, you yes. look so hot. Yes. Um, more than there used to be. Yes. I see it all the time. Yeah. That everyone tells each other they're so beautiful. I don't know if that's just posturing on mm-hmm. social media or if it translates to real life mm-hmm. as well. But I'm encouraged by that. And hopefully yeah,
1: there are more women groups and things like that. Those are kind of popping up. Yeah. Those are, good. Those are really good. We need that.
0: I hope it's true and not just sort of like we see what we want to see in right. the world. Ugh, right. I don't know, but,
1: yeah. but Man, that is so that.
0: depressing. I'm not surprised with a loose part or whatever you said. Where they think the, she's a yeah, like sexy, uh, yeah. But I am about the human,
1: yeah, the thing. human. Because
0: what's more human than wanting to get wasted? <laughs> right, <It's> super. <laughs> what are they talking about? I'll uh, have I'll send it to Dahlia and
1: see if she can throw it in the oh good yeah old newsletter. You can too. sign up
0: for our newsletter on our website, thebraincandypodcast. Com. Um, and you can also go online and check out Lightstream
1: mm-hmm. because
0: it's fantastic. It's a wonderful service. If you're tired of credit card bills with high interest rates and you are ready to pay off your credit card balances and start saving money, then you should try Lightstream because it's a credit card consolidation loan with rates as low as 5.95% APR with auto pay. Um, and it's a super easy application online. And you can even get the money as soon as the day you apply, which is amazing. And they just want people with good credit to get a better loan experience. So just for our listeners, apply now and get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get the discount is to go to lightstream.com slash braincandy, T S T ream.com com slash brain candy. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash brain candy for more information. Nobody wants high interest rates. So give Not that a whirl. Um, we have a guest. Oh, yeah. And I spoke with her. Her name is Tina Seelig, And she wrote a book Uh, What I wish I knew when I was twenty. Oh,
1: I should have read that. I know this is
0: what I love about it is that it it's great for like a gift, let's for a graduate or something like that. Yes, but it's also great just for like Mm
1: -hmm. everyone, like a little refresher. Yeah, remember when you were twenty and thought this, and now you don't because you're. Yeah, this is good.
0: And she's a PhD in neuroscience. She's super smart. I'm sold. Yes, Guardian and. She's so cool because she teaches classes and she has these exercises that her students have to do to like learn how to think outside of the box.
1: I love this. I do
0: too. I mean,
1: those are those magical teachers, the professors, I'm yeah. sorry, that make all the difference in learning and how badass.
0: Yeah. And I'm so
1: excited to have her on here.
0: I told Adam, he's got to read it because... That's the kind of stuff that gets him excited because yes. his brain is not like a typical person. He struggles with reading. He struggles with um, just, I don't know what you- Almost
1: like linear thinking. And yeah. It's more and But it's more abstract. I've never met somebody who is more like, um, like ingenuity, like can say, look, at yeah. here's what you have- Here's the job you need to do. Yeah. Use these things to get the job yeah. done, and he'll be able to do it every time.
0: Yeah, and I'm not he's that like, way.
1: I would want to be with him on a deserted desert island, and yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, we're we're surviving. We're fine."
0: He's very—he's a creative thinker.
1: A deserted desert island—that was—you know what I mean.
0: I think that sometimes he can get down on himself. We all can, yeah. like when we feel like we're not good enough or whatever. But if you read her book, you'll see how she flips the script and yes. makes you see that things you think are bad are good. And it's just a really, it's a quick read. It's easy, but it's something that you think about later where you're like, Oh, I can apply that to my life. And she was really fun to talk to. So, uh, what I wish I knew when I was 20 by Tina Selig, um, check that out. It's a great gift, or I think you guys will like it as well. And, uh, welcome Tina. Thank you so much for coming on brain candy. I'm so excited to talk to you about your book. Well, thank you so much for including me. I can't believe how fancy you are. Do you ever sit around thinking about, like, I can't believe how awesome I am?
2: never. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no matter where you are in your life, you're always a work in progress.
0: I mean, that's really nice, but I mean, your credentials are outrageous. So I'm just so impressed with you. Um, The book that is out again, or, you know, the sort of expanded edition, What I Wish I Knew When I Was 20 originally came out 10 years ago. I'm wondering what that was like, the moment 10 years ago when you put this book out there and everyone went
2: crazy over it. Well, the book is essentially a letter to my son. Mm -hmm. Uh, He turned 20 the week the book came out and the book was essentially came right, it flowed right out of me from my heart. It's a book Mm -hmm. really and truly what I wish I knew when I was 20, sharing that with my son as he was going off into the world. And, uh, I was surprised and delighted by the response and completely, um, pleased that my publisher allowed me to create an updated edition. So the new book is about 30% different new content, uh, because I ripped out a lot of stories that seemed dated and added in a lot of new material. So, um, you know, I learned a lot in the last 10 years as well.
0: Well, what do you think it was about it at that time that struck a chord?
2: I believe, and I've asked a lot of people about this, why this this book was meaningful to them. Mm -hmm. And because the book is about how do you really craft the life you dream to live? We are so often given rules by other people and scripts for our life, and everybody wants to tell us what to do. But really, it's up to each of us to craft the life we dream to live. And that's what the book is about. uh, How I realized this and, uh, the ways that you can go about doing it. Yeah. Well, and you do such a
0: great job and it's so, my husband's not a reader. He, he's probably read one book in his life, but I'm like, you have to read this book. Cause I think it's for everybody and it's so palatable and relatable. I, I mean, I assume that's why it struck a chord. You're, you have a real gift for explaining what feels complicated and making it really um, accessible.
2: Well, did he read it?
0: <laughs> he said, put it in my drawer. So that's what I have to do after I finish today with you. Then he gets it. He gets custody.
2: <laughs> um, okay, cool. What? I'm curious to know what he thinks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll report back. It might take a minute. He's, that's not his gift. But um, what do you feel like did change in the last 10 years in the world that you felt like you needed to, you know, do a revision?
2: Well, lots of things. First of all, we're in a very different context now than we were 10 years ago. Yeah. And so a lot of the examples, I mean, companies or people that I talked about were ones that young people today might not even know who they are. So <laughs> I have a lot of updated examples. Plus, I've been teaching for 10 more years and have a lot more um, examples from my classroom and insights that I've had uh, that build upon the things that were already in the book. Do you feel like you've changed Oh, you bet. And in oh. fact, you know, it's, it's quite funny you ask that. My dad just turned 93 wow. and uh, he's 93, you know, going on 23. <laughs> and I said, dad, you know, do you think you've changed a lot in the last 10 years? And he looked at me and he said, absolutely. Oh. And I think that's an incredible, you know, insight that we essentially are constantly a work in progress. There's never a time when you feel like you're done growing, you're done learning, you're done having insights. Even at, I'm going to be 62 in a couple of weeks, and I'm surprised every day when I have some aha, like, oh, gosh, I really wish I knew that before. Mm-hmm. Or now I understand something that about the world and the way people interact or anything. Um, they're just new insights every single day.
0: Well, since it was sort of written with your son in mind, was he, does he see you as a sort of wise sage or is he just like Ah, rolling his eyes like the rest of our kids?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I do think that he has absorbed a lot of these concepts, which is kind of fun to watch him, um, you know, using them in his own life and giving this guidance to friends of his. Uh, But he's also a really smart young man and he is a great sounding board. So when I talk to him about these ideas, he often pushes back. He really challenges me, which is fabulous. Honestly, uh, it is such a gift to have family members, especially your kids, who can uh, really help you grow.
0: Yes, and you know it's a dialogue, right? So you can and and your exactly. kids are fine exactly. telling you how you're you're the worst
2: too. So oh yeah, And he's also <laughs> really uh, happy to give me feedback on what's not going on. sure, <laughs> what I did wrong. You know, he's certainly not shy about that. Tell me, <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, you know, I I do believe that uh, feedback is a gift. It doesn't always get you know delivered in a beautiful package, and that even when people say things that might be. You know, hard to hear. You have to step back and say, "What was, what was true in that?" I know that's what the was, worst when
0: they're right.
2: And you know what? It, it, but it allows us to grow and change. <laughs> it Again, does. You know, it I does. think it part of it comes from just being confident enough to take that feedback and decide um, what you want to actually take and what you don't. I mean, I know I was talking to someone the other day about being an author and getting edited. Well, I've written so many books that I, at the beginning. When I got editing, I mean, I felt like my manuscript was being dipped in blood, you know, red <laughs> pencils. Oh, my gosh. And now I appreciate it. I realize I don't have to take all suggestions, but it's interesting to see them. And yeah. in many cases, they're really good suggestions.
0: Well, I feel like that's a gift, though, or a, a skill to be able to hear the feedback and not take it personally and learn from it. So you must have now mastered that technique.
2: Uh, well, I have to tell you, I've had to take a lot of feedback in my life, so I you, kinda, you get good at it.
0: <laughs> One of the things I really liked about the book is how you say things that people probably don't expect to hear. Like when you talk about quitting, um, you know, we have that idea that quitting is a bad thing and a moral failure or weakness. And you kind of flipped that script on that. And I wanted to talk to you more about that. What is it about quitting that you feel like
2: can be a positive Quitting can be one of the most powerful things you ever do. I I was thinking the other day about—I put up some—I actually wrote on my whiteboard to kind of remind myself that there's a big difference between being pushed and taking a leap.
0: Hmm. You know, there are
2: often times in our life where we get pushed to make a change. You know, you get fired from a job, or someone—you get break up in a relationship, or something happens. You know, in your life that forces you to have a discontinuity and to do something different. But it's much harder if you have to make that decision yourself and you have to actually leap. Yes. And you need to jump out of a perfectly good airplane or an airplane that seems like it's perfectly good. Mm -hmm. And uh, quitting is hard, especially if something is good enough. Mm. You know, sometimes, and that's the biggest problem, when you're in a situation that's good enough, well, is good enough good enough? If you have a job that's good enough, if you have a relationship that's good enough. Oh, Right? If you're living somewhere that's good enough, do you at some point say, you know, this isn't good enough, is not good enough, and I'm going to have to do something new? But it's hard. It's hard to break up with your life, I guess.
0: Oh, it's so hard. And I, I'm often paralyzed or crippled by the idea of regret. I don't want to regret anything, I don't want to regret quitting or not quitting. And so I get to the point where I'm like, I don't know what to do because I don't want to take the chance. But you lay out a really helpful at least way to think about it where it's not so scary i think
2: exactly and i think the key is to really look at is there really a downside like what's the worst thing that can happen mm-hmm. and i was on um the today show earlier this week and i was kind of nervous yeah and Yeah, I don't normally get nervous doing public speaking because I do so much of it, but it was a really short segment, and, you know, I didn't really get to meet the host beforehand and lots of moving parts. And then I thought, okay, so what's the worst thing that can happen? And what what did you think it was? I got, like, I could mess up in this, you know, (laughs) three-and-a-half-minute segment on national TV, and probably nobody cares. Mm. Like, nobody is really I would be disappointed in myself, and that would be it. Yeah. So you realize you go on to the next opportunity. It really, honestly, if it didn't work out well, it was not going to be the end of my life. It was an opportunity. Let's try
0: it. Well, right. Like a lot of that stuff is you might remember it forever, but nobody else will.
2: Nobody else does. In fact, one of my favorite um, sort of quotes, comes from a colleague of mine who I believe was quoting Shirley MacLaine who the 20-40-60 rule. Do you know this? No. Okay, so the 20, you're worried about what everyone thinks about you. At 40, you go, screw it. I don't care what anyone (laughs) thinks of me. And at 60, you say, oh, nobody's thinking of me. (laughs) I mean, nobody is really thinking that deeply about you. You know, it's funny because in this Today Show episode, which actually went very well, but one thing I was like, my hair was funny like the, my, something about the back of my hair was flipping up. And, uh, you know, nobody in the world besides me noticed that. Right. Nobody was paying attention to whether my hair wasn't perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept saying, you know what, if that's the worst thing about the episode is that, you know, part of my hair was flipping up in the back. I mean, honestly, who cares? Right. But uh, we, we can be our take own. take ourselves <laughs> so seriously. Yes. We take ourselves yeah. too seriously. And so whether it's, you know, applying for a job or being on a podcast or asking someone for on a date, you know, taking these risks in our life, we should realize that if we don't take these risks, we miss out on huge opportunities. Yeah. And that was the point. Yeah. Like, should I have said no because I was nervous to be on the show? Of course not.
0: <sighs> right. And then when you were done, didn't you feel so good? I felt great. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think that's the point. hmm
0: You got through it.
2: And exactly. you did great and everyone loved you. And exactly. But I think that's the point. If you don't, you know, as they say, you don't, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. For sure. But
0: that fear can be paralyzing for people. And so I. that's why what I love about your book is all the things that you lay out are applicable. People can use these techniques and think about the world in a new way and their life in a new way. That's so awesome. You're doing
2: the Lord's work over there. Ha, <laughs> <You're> so <laughs> sweet. Well, I, I really encourage people to look at things from a very different perspective, yeah. to challenge assumptions, to break the rules, to make their own luck, to give themselves permission to do things differently. And I think that's what people were hungry for, hungry for permission to craft their own path.
0: Well, and you were describing an exercise you did in your class where, you know, you were trying to teach people how to do that how to think outside the box and look at things in a new way and you give them a little bit of money and try to, to, they they're allowed to use that money to then try to make more money and the different exercises and the ways that they did it they uh found value in things that maybe they otherwise wouldn't and so you gave them this exercise and then they were able to learn from it how do you think that people can learn that skill if they aren't able to take your class or you know, try these unconventional exercises?
2: So the exercise was, it's the opening story in the book where I give my students an envelope with $5 in it and each team has as much time as they want over the course of a week to brainstorm. But as soon as they open the envelope, they have two hours to create as much value as possible to make as much money starting with that $5. And the things that people do are totally mind bending and <laughs> people reframe the problem and they realize that the $5 is a limitation and they assume that, you know, really their value is in the two hours and they they end up doing really interesting things. And that project has taken on a new life over the l- last few years where I've given people instead of $5, I've given them paper clips or post-it notes or water bottles or a loaf of bread. And um, what i found is that no matter what you give, no matter how small it is. In fact, in Japan, I told them they had to create value out of the contents of a garbage can, which is, of course, negative value, the things <laughs> that you That's pay funny. people to take away. Right. And uh, my objective with this was to get people to look at the everyday things in their life, you know, the pen sitting on their desk, the handful of paper clips. In a new light, as opposed to looking at these as mundane objects, looking at everything as the seed for something really remarkable, and that was really my objective. What the and, heck did they um, do with garbage, though? Oh my God! Amazing! <sighs> Come on! So, it, you know, you go and they t- one team took a bunch of old socks. Her, you know, mother had cleaned out her brother's sock drawer and took all these socks and cut them up and sewed them together and made a sweater. That was wow. really cool. Or took a bunch of yard waste and turned it into a beautiful mural, and uh, you know, with leaves and palm fronds, and it was really, really cool. It's amazing. So there, are, you can look at even the stuff that's in your garbage and figure out, you know, hey, what what value is there?
0: I think that is so cool. I mean, do you notice any patterns with regard to the age of the student with how creative they are, or it just runs the gamut?
2: Um, I find that it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Once you create a situation and a room where people feel empowered to be creative and are given permission to do so, is anybody at any age can do this. I, I, I could be in a room full full of lots of corporate. In fact, uh, last week I was giving a talk to a room of three hundred fifty men for a large company, all of their whole sales force. It was a large company. And they were all wearing this. looked like the same gray (laughs) Uniform, (laughs) right, right. It was really, it was like, wow, I didn't realize it was a uniform. And uh, (laughs) guess what? I was able to do these exercises. I had been warned that, oh, this is a very stodgy crowd. And all I had to do was give a few little prompts, and pretty soon everybody was fully engaged. And honestly, you could do the same thing with a handful of young kids. Yeah. Or, you know, a bunch of people in a retirement home. Everybody is, is primed to do this.
0: Yeah. I think it's a great thing to do if you want to do it in your own home with your kids because they mm-hmm. find it fun. They don't think it's work at all. And they'll learn so much. That's what I love about your book. It's for everybody. Well, um, thank you. Do you, one thing that I wanted to ask you about is in the book, you talked about how the concept of luck and how oftentimes we can have self-fulfilling prophecies about things based on our attitude and our openness to ideas and people. And I'm wondering, do you think there is no such thing as luck at all, or
2: uh, it's oh, just I think luck is? I think luck is everywhere. I mean, mm. as I described, I don't know if you watched my TED Talk about this.
0: No, I haven't um, seen it.
2: Oh my goodness, You should. Uh, I, I encourage you to take a look okay, at it. Okay. Uh, my TED talk about um, all the little risks you can take that increase your luck. And um, I basically believe deeply that luck is like the wind. It's always blowing, hmm. and it's up to each of us to build a sail to catch it.
0: Hmm.
2: And there are lots of ways to catch luck, and it means taking lots of little risks. And these risks can be social risks or financial risks, or social risks, or uh, that push you out of your comfort zone that open the door to really amazing things.
0: Yeah, I, I was wondering, because I thought, I wonder how I'd feel if I was reading that and i were a person of color would i have pushed back about that and feel cuz I, I didn't want to conflate the term luck with privilege but sometimes I well, was okay, wondering. Well okay so this
2: is super important. Yeah. There's yeah. a difference between fortune, chance and luck. Oh, okay. Fortune is the things that happen to you, the things your eye color, your skin color, where you're born, who your parents are. These are things you have no control over. Mm. Chance is something where you have to do something to take a chance. You need to buy a lottery ticket. You need to ask someone on a date. You need to mm-hmm. roll the dice. You know, there might be a low probability that you're going to get what you're hoping for, but you have to take a chance. And then luck is something over which you have much more control.
1: And this. the idea is
2: that luck, you have a lot of agency and you create your own luck. So okay. on, in, in my world, I mean, I, you could even conflate the world luck and success. You know, luck seems so, you know, much more sort of sexy. And, yeah. And out of control yeah. and success feels much more um, prescribed. But if you look at people who've been successful, you might say they're lucky. But if you look behind the scenes, you'll see all the little things they did to make themselves lucky.
0: I love that. You're good with words, man.
1: Uh, uh, maybe <laughs> I can write
0: the book. Yeah, right? You're in the right <laughs> business. Um, Okay. Last thing is um, I love the takeaway at the end about embracing the uncertainty. I think that's something we should all try to do, but it's really hard. If you had sort of one uh, thing people could apply today to do that,
2: what would it be? If there was one thing yeah. that I would add? But, okay. I think, let's see what I will say this morning. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I could say a lot of things. Um, I mm-hmm. would say to think of most of the rules around you as recommendations. Obviously, there's something for laws. You don't want to break the law. But, you know, most rules are recommendations. How you apply to college, how you get a job, how you make a movie, how you run for political office. You know, there are all of these things that seem like they're rules of the game. Here's the recipe. But honestly most rules are recommendations.
0: I love and that. And you
2: yeah. can find your way to the solution you're looking for by taking a very different path if the first path is blocked. This is great okay. advice. I love
0: that. Um well, We thank you. have one thing that we ask everybody that comes on the show, which is um, what do you keep in the trunk of your car if you have a car?
2: What do I keep in the trunk of my car yeah. if I...
0: Like if you have a car, some people in New York don't have a car. Oh, but cars. If I have a car. Yeah. Uh,
2: in fact, I know exactly what I do in my truck and my car because I had to take everything out the other day because <laughs> oh, God. I, I know I was I was rear-ended and I had to take the car in to get somebody ran right into oh, me no. and was stop fine. Yeah. It's, yeah. But anyway, wait, so did I just you had when flip. that happened? Did you I'm have okay.
0: that moment where you were like when you stubbed your toe, where you're like, I'm going to make this an opportunity.
2: Um. You know. Um. I was in complete shock, to be honest. I oh had no gosh. idea what happened. But, you know, it, the thing that was amazing is my son was with me. I just <sighs> picked him up at the airport, and he was my hero. It's just amazing. He just instantly jumped up and took oh care of everything. Oh, my and gosh. It blew my that. mind about how capable he was when I was really quite out of it. Um, oh. But I was putting everything back in my car yesterday. And so what is there? There's definitely extra jackets in case it's cold, extra blankets, extra water, an emergency kit, and a walking stick. So that a, a really nice walking stick. So if I ever am out hiking, I've got that there.
0: Oh my gosh. You're the first person to ever have that. That's so cool.
2: Yeah, Nobody's well, someone sent me that. this fabulous, a black thorn walking stick from Ireland. <gasps> and it stays in my car, so I'm always ready for, ready for a hike.
0: Oh, that's great. I love that idea. All right, you're off the hook then. I hope everybody reads What I Wish I Knew When I Was 20. It is essential. It's a great gift for a graduate, but it's also great for us grown-ups and um, just everybody who wants to think of things in a new way. So congratulations on freaking 10 years international bestseller. Ah, thank you so much it's really been my pleasure keep up the good work this podcast is brought to you by weave podcast network check out all of our shows including the brain candy podcast i don't get it coffee convos and let's talk about it